Hello, and welcome to this final boss fight audio podcast for the Light of Xerixis. My name is Sean, and I play Gleeblax, the chaotic plasmoid monk in this game. There are even more threats now that we've graduated from Spelljammer Academy and make our way into the adventuring world. I welcome you to this audio-only version of the adventure. If you want to tune into our adventures on Twitch, we stream this game every other Monday, with replays hitting YouTube a few weeks later. With all that said, let's jump into this adventure deep in the wilds of realm space. Hello, 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 and welcome to this final boss fight live stream of D&D. My name is John and I am joined... <laughs> uh, I am joined by Eloise. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. Apparently Sean has run out of the jelly, so... Uh... Oh, no, no. I'm sad. Pendragon Nomad does have Angel Delight, though. Are you uh, ready for this Angel Delight? I am joined by Clappy Von Trapp. Hello, that's me. I almost called you Thaydark. Almost called you <laughs> I mean, close enough. I am joined by the randomest of Sherns. Hello. And by Sean, who's going to speak only in mime. Moist. <laughs> Sean, who's going to speak only in mime, however, he's lost his place in the dictionary. <laughs> We <laughs> Tanny says, ah yes. Moist. A moist. Moist. <laughs> How's that cake? It's moist. It's fucking damp, innit? How's that cake goes damp? <laughs> Bit damp, innit? Um, we are Something. here to 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 play D and D, and apparently comment on the word moist. Now that we've commented on the word, I started talking about moisture earlier, and yeah. this is where it's gotten us. Yeah, and so that word is now in my brain, and Tad. now it's going to be in everyone else's brain. I, I feel like I feel like the word moist gets a bad rap. I think it's a perfectly good word. Yeah, just describing food or anything like that. Tanny has apparently stolen an old school meme and asks, How dank are we speaking? <laughs> well, this is why moist is such a good word, because there are, there's no other word you can replace it with. Like, you can't just say wet, because no, moist means moist. Especially a wet cake in it? Meat. Wet cake. Soggy bottom. <laughs> Soggy bottom. Well, the, the, see, it, it, it becomes different if you were going to try and describe a How moist bottom. Oh. A moist bottom. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure, soggy bottom was mostly used to refer to pies. Not it was. Cakes. It was. So, just, still, so moist for cakes, soggy bottom for pies. Anyway, <laughs> D and D times now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> What oh yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what we're here to do today. Well, are you getting uncomfortable with our moist conversation? <laughs> no, that's just not what we're streaming. 
tonight. But why not, John? Why can't we have a stream us discussing the various uses of the word moist? I'm, sh I'm sure someone someone must have already done like a D&D campaign, but it's the Great British Bake Off. But D&D. Last time, you guys <laughs> arrived after a little bit of a scuffle with a night spider. You arrived at the Rock of Brawl. You went shopping and sold some things, bought some health potions, uh, sold off some old uh, gear that you've been carrying around for a little while. Gleeblax haggled magnificently. Gleeblax was involved. It was. You travelled to the... Uh, the Happy Beholder, where you met with Commodore Crux, a gif who has an issue with the Astral Elves, although he has yet to share with you exact details of what his issue is and what he intends to do about it. He says that he is willing to help you in whatever it is that he can to... Uh, bring about the end of the Astral Elves and well, we'll see what that means for you and the rest of your planet <clears throat> on leaving the Happy Beholder and heading towards his Spelljammer vessel at the docks you were accosted by a, well, five Astral Elves four of them in the sort of standard masks and hoods that you've seen the warriors of the Astral Elves wearing to defend their identities, and one in the perfectly normal hat that all Astral Elf <laughs> priests wear. And that none of us hunted on at all at any given time. Uh, a fight ensued, and you emerged the victors, albeit with a few uh, scratches and... and serious injuries um, and are prepared to now head towards the docks to find the second wind the vessel of Commodore Crux yeah yarp hey let's go um and so let's head over to the map and unpause the game and, and Crux leads you towards <laughs> these stairs over here. Oh, is that the shop we went in? Yes. Oh, sick. Just got a peek. Uh, Crux leads you down this set of stairs that are sort of carved into a natural uh, segment of, of the rock of the Rock of Brawl. And you can see a number of, like, commercial stands, vendors that have set up down this uh, space, using up every available space on the rock as you get to the edge of it and see out into the wild space you see 
stately galleons, sleek cutters that resemble flying fish, and warships built, built to look like hammer-headed sharks lining the docks of Brawl. Crux waves his hand to a craft that seems modest by comparison to the others. The sails are a patchwork of mended canvases, while its hull seems barely held together by thick vines that bind it like rope. The strangest feature of this particular vessel that he is pointing towards... <laughs> the tree! ...is the large tree. Hell yeah. The fully grown tree that sprouts from the aft deck. Uh, Crux looks up at the ship with pride and declares... The second wind. Isn't she something? She sure is. Quite beautiful. Why is it's there a tree? With a tree? I'll get rid of it! <laughs> the tree is part of the ship. Why? Oh, well, I'm bored. He's trying to find some something to burn it with. <laughs> <laughs> it's like walking around the tree like, why is this here? What is it? Why? As, As you look around the tree, you walk around the tree and the uh, the bark shifts and shapes itself into a humanoid face. I am not just... I am not just an it. <laughs> I am a he. Well, it's nice to meet you. Mm. A pleasure? <laughs> so has Thedark ever seen anything like this being... Uh, a, you would know that this is a tree kind of person. A tree ant, okay. You've, you've heard tale of living trees that are uh, animated largely uh, they don't pay attention to the lives of humanoids and uh, consider them fleeting things in the uh, much longer lifespan that it has We should be underway, says Crux. Uh, I suppose you uh, should probably meet the rest of the crew, Feladra, uh, the Spelljammer, and Flinch, the first mate. Pleasure. I assume he's introducing us. Uh, and he indicates over to the two other humanoids that have stood on the vessel. They didn't think to provide me artwork for them, so I don't have tokens. Uh, but you, you see a uh, a female tiefling uh, who is sort of leant against uh, the 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 front of the ship, the bow of the ship. Um not really paying too much attention to you uh, but as as uh, Crux introduces her she sort of turns round and gives a wave 
and uh, flinch a Hadoze is uh, currently sat with one of the um, one of the sails in his lap and a needle and thread patching up one of the larger holes in it. Ah, so it's a holy sail. It does appear to be. And this is Starbow. And he points at the tree. Adark's just kind of reveling at the tree like, pleasure to meet you Starbell yes it would be okay uh Feladra Feladra uh comes over and uh are we to be getting underway, Captain? <clears throat> yes, uh, we are pushing off. Uh, I will explain exactly where to when we are safely away from the rock. Is everybody ready to leave now? Yeah, I am. I think we've got everything. Nothing for us left here? I'll come back and burn that shop later. (laughs) Other than at some point we need some sort of rest. Yeah. Well, you should have some time now. It's uh, not much to do for a little while. Uh, Feladra heads below and, and... uh, the ship pulls away from the docks and heads out into wild space. Um, Flinch comes over, sort of setting aside the uh, setting aside the sail that they were patching up. Comes over and starts looking at uh, Gleeblax's outfit <laughs> you know you could do a lot better than this don't you why you won't listen fast uh, lost pause I see you like the finer things of course We're, uh... I gave it away Style, dear. Can I interest you in some patchwork on the uh, the dress? It's uh, starting to look a little tattered around the ends. Hmm, perhaps uh, wouldn't go amiss. Everybody else in your group seems so. Woefully practical. Woefully practical? The hell are you talking about? 
<laughs> I'm sure, like, how do I respond to that? <laughs> no style in your group. No decoration like, on the antenna. It's like we'll just roll through different colours and be like, I've got all the decoration I need, mate. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, where is it? I try, I try to find, hang on. Where is it? Oh no, what's happening? Hang on, I need, I need to find it. Hang on, I can't find it. Oh no, where, where's my thing? Shit, has it shaped itself. Damn, Glee Blacks has lost the thing. There we go. I am going to, I'm going to extrude. A, so it's, oh, it's not, it's not coming up with the inscription. I'm going to extrude a ten-foot-long pseudopod right up to his, like in front of his face, and then morph the end into a middle. <laughs> <laughs> Dreadfully rude. That's Get used blacks. to it. I mean, commenting on people's appearances. Pretty rude too, if we're being honest. I'm going. I'm going to split the end into a second hand, flipping another. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't keep going, and he will. You don't want advice. For a handful. <laughs> Fine, I'll go back to fixing the sails. And, 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 and slowly, them. We shall t- we shall talk about fashion when we save our planet. Thanks. Oh, if you must be so focused on one thing at a time. Sudapod steps back. <laughs> And uh, he goes back over and starts working on the sails again. That's what I should have done. I should have made another hole in the sail. <laughs> <laughs> Into yeah, everyone I... else's head but his. Charming fellow. Really, if he knew what was good for him, he'd know when to keep his mouth shut. Hmm. Also, Lady D looks beautiful as always. Lady D's always ravishing. Lady D is here, but... Lady is here. Just just imagine her saying something very nice and very sweet. Um, You spend some time getting clear of the Rock of Brawl, and it, it takes you a little while to sort of get away from it with the number of other ships that are uh, pulling in and, and, and docking or undocking and heading off in various directions about their own business. It takes a little while to uh, to get out into wild space and, and uh, Commodore Crux seems uh, almost a different fellow now that you've managed to get him away from uh, the happy beholder. Uh, he seems to be uh, lightening up. Would be one word. He's striding around the ship, barking orders at Faladra um, and and Faladra uh, and Flinch. 
Uh, like the military commander you imagine he might once have been. Mm. He runs a tight ship. Uh, and maybe half an hour to an hour goes past and he comes over and, and sort of gathers gathers the five of you together it's not enough for us to have had a short rest is it um yeah you can have had a short rest so if, if you wish to I will spend uh Tani do you want to tell me how many uh how many hit dice you wish to spend I've forgotten how this works, I think. So on a short rest, you get to take, to roll as many hit dice as you have to recover as many hit points as that allows you to. Okay. Um, I have six available, but it won't let me change. Will it let me change after I hit roll, I guess, <laughs> how many I want to roll? Uh, yeah, it just rolls one at a time individually. Okay. And then it should add the. Gotcha. Yeah. The, uh, the automatically. It should. I probably didn't actually need to rest. I was not looking too bad, but oh well. Okay. I'm happy with that. Lady Delilah definitely needed to. Yeah. Uh, you're up to 41 now, Lady D. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, actually, I'm gonna do one more. <clears throat> there we go. That's better. Okay, I'm good. Crux gathers the the four of you on the deck, five of you on the deck. However many of you feel like being there on the deck. Yeah, I'll be here. Yeah, I'll be. Yeah, we'll just. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be hanging out. Lady D has stood a little bit back, but uh, is, is listening in. My plan. You wanted me to reveal my plan, but in uh, on the rock, the elves have ears. Well, I feel they do. The attack. Elves have very big ears. Yes, thank you, Gleeblacks. <laughs> the elves have spies on the Rock of Brawl, I fear. The walls have ears. And I feel that uh, they would have learnt our plans before we were ready for them to. Entirely fine. Understandable. Now that we are a safe distance into our trip... Sorry. An alarm is going off somewhere, and I feel we need to do something about it. <laughs> Flinch, can you see to that? Turn that damn device off. Uh, he looks down to Faladra. <laughs> I've... That's canon. That's in universe now. Yeah. He didn't do. Uh, he didn't do out of character, so that's in universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thadark runs off and gets his laundry out of the washing machine. Yeah, Thadark just sat there, like, you know, pairing up his socks and 
It sounds like something they that would do. Like he'd take, you know. It's had trousers that have been through the wash hanging on one of the rigging lines. He's in the woods all his life, so he probably takes good care of his clothes because he has to. So yeah, totally makes sense. One of my, one of my former crewmates is in doom space. Assembling a coalition of the enemies of the Zarixian Empire. I believe the only hope that you have of saving your planet lies with joining this coalition and successfully defeating the Zarixian Empire. However, I don't know much about Doom Space. So our first port of call is to visit an old friend, a wizard cartographer by the name of Topala. She is certain to be able to provide a map of doom space. And so that is where we are heading now. Okay. Sounds so like good. that. Part run blindly into somewhere so aptly named as Doom Space. Indeed. Running blindly in would result in, well, running into something, I am sure. Not good. Oh, doom. Doom. I would imagine. Doom. Probably Doom, yes. And we don't want that. Doom. Turn back. Doom is bad. So yeah, I try to avoid Doom at all costs. We will go in with our eyes open, and peeled for danger, and a map. A map is a very good plan. Indeed. Agreed. And it's at about this time that for the last half hour or so the ship has been travelling at uh, spelljammer speeds sort of the, the dashing across space, stars streaking past sort of warp speed uh, that you have experienced a number of times it's at about this point that the ship slows unexpectedly oh for fuck's sake What the fuck is it now? <laughs> Closing in from behind mm-hmm. is a gigantic mm-hmm. bioluminescent jellyfish like creature. Oh. With a flamboyantly dressed gentleman standing inside the glassy dome. Oh, not more poorly, poorly dressed enemies. <laughs> Oh, I was I was hoping you were just gonna say it as a giant jellyfish like, and it's gonna be like a giant flump. I'd <laughs> <laughs> take a giant flump. Uh, and I will just check that I remember to put everybody on the map. I did go me. Woo! Yay! Uh, Faladra and Flip 
Philadra and Flinch are below deck right now. Um, but the jellyfish creature uh, gets within about 250 foot of of the second wind and a glowing doorway opens on the deck of your ship. Right. That wasn't there before, was it? The flamboyantly dressed figure steps through from his ship onto the deck of yours, brandishing a trident, and as he steps through, the doorway closes behind him. Sparkling light surrounds the figure. Heading to Topola's Tower, are we? I don't think so. My friends in the Dazarixian Empire don't want you meddling in their affairs. But forgive me, I haven't introduced myself. You don't need to, you're a wanker! My name is Hastane. <laughs> when the elves came looking for a suitable world to nourish their dying star, I suggested yours. It isn't every day I get to witness the destruction of a planet. I promise it will end beautifully, even if you are not alive to see it. I don't believe you. See, no, you, told are, you, you, are, you are going to die in the most painful way, you asshole. And with that, we will move over to this map. Not this map. Oh. We turn the lights off. It's all gone grey. Uh, and I'll turn, the, turn lights the lights on. <laughs> Hey, who turned out the lights? Also, there's a whale. There's a whole bunch of whales! More whales! Whales! And, oh, that's a big jellyfish. Hello. Um, and I will big old say, jellyfish. Please roll me for initiative. You got it. That can be arranged. There. My brain, I, I can tell I'm ill today because my brain is just not having any of it. Where am I looking, John? Uh, under the uh, the crossed swords. Cross swords. Oh, over there. I don't think I've ever rolled it there before. Oh. I, I don't know where else you're meant to roll it from. I roll it from my character sheet. Yeah, same. That's oh. I, always I rolled it from the pictures at the top. What variety of different ways to do it? Sometimes. There you go. I, I saw my little picture on the turn order at the top and the little dice on it, so I thought, ah, oh, click that. Maybe that'll be that we do my do, do, do initiatives. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Lady D's still got a, uh, a dice rolling icon on the top picture. Yep. Interesting. Uh, Wanker detected. Wanker detected. <laughs> 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 oh, he looks like. Oh, God. You look like you're 12, See? mate. Look at him. Look at him. Look at the wang. 
with his face. He's just like, he got the face. He's like, mm, yes, I'm a wanker. <laughs> Looks like a Tory. <laughs> exactly. Looks yeah. like a Tory. <laughs> Gleeblex. Can I speak to you a moment about his constituency? No, it's no. <laughs> yes, hello. It is your turn. It's my turn. Oh, boy. Uh, I am going to charge up to him. I'm going to try and position myself in some way. Actually, no. Actually, yes. Actually, no. Actually, yes. Yes, I'm going to go here in hopes that maybe people can get, like, round like, into there. I don't know. Um, yeah. And I'm going to smack the ever-loving shit out of him. Uh, <laughs> smacky poo. <laughs> Attacky poo. Smacky poo. Uh, 12? Uh, a 12 will not hit him. Uh, I do have extra attack now, don't I? I'm pre- I can you, always you do. Get so I'll smack him again with the old staff. That's better. 22. A 22 will hit. Thank goodness. So he will take a smack. A 12 blue genang demurge. 12 blue genang. And I'm going to do a little Brucey bonus unarmed. I'm not going to do a flurry of bros yet. Okay. Just a standard punch. Actually, <laughs> actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and attack with this. I'm going to try and attack with this. If this hits, then I'm going to try and make that a stunning strike. Okay. If it hits, it's a stunning strike. If it hits, which it won't. It, it does not. So, poopy poop. You run poopy, up, spin the quarterstaff poop. round, and he just sort of steps out of the way of the first swing. You bring it back round quickly. <laughs> quickly and unexpectedly slam into him with the second strike, but as you come round to follow up with a roundhouse kick, he just steps out of the way. In depth, little bugger. Fader. Uh, yeah, we're gonna longbow his ass. Longbow him in the ass. Sixteen. Uh, Sixteen will not hit. Ooh. Saint Sebastian, this asshole. All right, we're gonna longbow his ass again. More than a sixteen. Natural twenty. Not a natural twenty, but that will hit. Excellent. So then I need to roll damage. Beautiful. But never fear, we've got our swarm going out as well, so it's going to take an additional five damage. Let's let's not take the damage off of you. Yeah, please don't. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how this works, I think. You you let go of the wrong bit of the boat. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> just what, smack in myself the in the face. What the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> uh, and I think that is all I can do. You fire the first arrow, and as it whizzes towards him, he just spins his trident round and snaps the arrow in half. The second arrow fires in true and hits into him. And then it is Lady D's turn. Make ready your turn. And Lady D is going to spend a rage and rage. Oh, I'm livid! Oh! You so-and-so! Precisely, that's that's exactly how Lady D rages. Yeah. You got it down to a T. I'm I'm so upset. (laughs) Uh, You're a pounder. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, Lady D rages, her eyes glow, and a, a bright spot appears on her chest and fires out and slams into this Hastan. Get his ass, Lady D. Uh, who needs to make a constitution saving throw. <laughs> who does not make a constitution saving throw. And so he takes four points of damage as this beam of light strikes into him, and he is blinded for the turn. Hell yeah. Yeah. Get fucked. Sorry. (laughs) It's amazing how you can have a character that instantly everyone dislikes. You just hate him so much. Uh, Lady D then charges up with a uh, great axe, because that's the weapon they wield, and swings the great axe around once. Twice. Three times, Lady. The first time, (laughs) he starts to get the trident into the way, but she just powers through, and the strike just hits. But it is only a glancing blow. The second yeah. time, she spins, brings the battle axe, uh, great axe, back around, and this time he just brings the trident up and around and spins the great axe out of the way, just missing. Okay, so the DC yeah, is but... Wait, so he's over telling us exactly what the DC is. <laughs> Good job, Lady D. Uh, DC is 19. Right. 19? Oh, okay. Hasten... Uh, Hasten starts his turn doing this. Crying and asking why. Why am I blinded? Oh, God, my eyes. Why? It hurts so much. Why? <laughs> Oh, I don't like the look of that. And suddenly a shimmer. Oh, for God's sake, why are there two of you? And another appears. This one isn't wearing... uh, So on Hastain, 
Uh, there is an elaborate uh, golden crown. I think it's a crown. Uh, let me double check. It looks like a pointy head. Uh, uh, oh, wait, John hasn't clear, clearly clarified that he's not wearing. So he might be just. He's not wearing clothes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he is wearing oh, a. <laughs> He is wearing a golden necklace. Uh, this this version of him that appears on the battlefield is not wearing a golden necklace. Um, but does appear on the battlefield and will act on this turn. Oh, come on. Um, and that is his action. Does he have anything he can do with a bonus action that doesn't involve seeing things? No, but we have just had somebody hi-fi dude welcome to the uh welcome to the fbf party take up your sword and let's take this final boss fight on together um no he does not have anything he can do as not an act not not an action and also doesn't involve seeing. He sucks. He sucks so much. However, this other version of him. John. Yes. Hello. How does Halo of Spores work with secondary dingus? He is a creature. Okay. Well, that's my reaction. Done then. <laughs> he exists. He exists. So go to town. Basically. Uh, he, he starts his turn. You use your reaction. That one. Uh, he rolls. Uh, fails the con save, so he takes the damage. Yeah. Uh, he is then going to swing a <laughs> trident at. Uh, no, Fiora's right there. She is there and everything. Yeah, she's right there. She's right there. Right there within cooking range. Hi-Fi Dude has redeemed a stretch. Everybody stretch. Never. Sean, you must stretch. Stretch, Hi-Fi Dude. You'll have to kill me. (laughs) No, it's the law. You have to stretch. Feora does a... Oh, Jesus. 26 oh. hit. Uh, fucking hell, yeah, it does. Sorry. Sorry, I'm swearing a lot today. <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yes, it hits. <laughs> uh, that is this many. Right, five. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dodge him. Uh, so five half to two. 
There we go. And then it is Feora's turn. I'm going to Swiss cheese this MFA. I could get my inventory open. Thank you. Book, book, stab, stab. 23. Uh, that will hit. Mm, damage. Okay. And sneak attack. You don't get sneak attack on this one. Damn it. All right. Short sword. Poking for the poles. Let's go. That will hit. That, that continues to be able to hit him. Okay, you swing with the rapier, you swing with the short sword. Both of them manage to hit this creature. Doesn't seem to be uh, showing emotion in the face at all with the hits. Like, the, the flamboyantly dressed man who appeared on your deck has emotions and, and is showing them as he's hit. He is showing frustration uh, and annoyance and generally being hurt by things. Uh, this creature sort of very woodenly just takes the hits. He somehow created a version of himself that's even more annoying. Zek. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going to... Oh yeah, well, screw it. Let's, let's mix this up. I haven't done this one yet. I'm going to do a... I'm going to get the symbi symbiotic entity going. Okay. Um. So, what do I need to do for that? Uh, I've not done it before. So, under your... Click symbiotic entity to put it into the chat. Usability. It gives you more information. Uh, and then you gain uh, 24 temporary hit points. Add that in there. Yep. Uh, and you deal an extra d6 of necrotic damage when you hit anybody with an attack. Cool. And your halo of spores deals double damage, so you roll the dice twice. Awesome. I'm but, also going to put myself here. But you um, also notice as, as Zek charges across the battlefield, the mushrooms just grow slightly more pronounced the colours of the rims around the the chitinous plates become more obvious um who's taken damage so far uh at the moment uh Fiora has I'm not taking much damage a little bit of damage on them Delilah is down still a fair amount from the earlier fight. Okay, I'm going to stick... Because um, I can still use a spell, because that other one was a feature, wasn't it? 
Yeah. So as a bonus action, I can healing spirit, and I want to put it over Lady D. Okay. Uh, oh, it says you're already concentrating. What am I concentrating? Uh, that would be the last healing spirit that you did in the last fight last week, because it hasn't stopped oh. you concentrating on that. Okay, then yes, I would. And uh, let's do that at level level two. That is going to live there. And that does a heal on my turn. Uh, that, I believe, does a heal. Let me double check. I'm pretty sure it does a heal when it's summoned. Yeah. And then, I... you, can, and then you can choose to on your turn. Oh. I think. Uh... John. John. The John can make sure of them. It says, whenever you or a creature that you can see moves into its space, you can, or starts its turn there, you can cause the spirit to restore 1d6 hit points. Um, so, it, uh, Lady D moved into its space because it appeared. Yep. Uh, six healing. So, six healing to Lady D. Mm-hmm. And then that is my turn done. Um, that is one use of it. It gets uh, six uses, so you've got five more healing spirit, uh, healing spirit uh, bursts. How many more, sorry? S uh, five more. Five more, okay. Uh, Crux pulls out a musket. Hopefully his aim's a little better now that he's sobered up. Uh, aims at the strange uh, wooden-like creature in the middle of the battlefield. Aims, fires. Nearly went wide, but it does hit. Oof, and that is a palpable hit. And then he will... Uh, what's the distance to that other one? He can shoot that. He's going to move to here and fire at the other one. Which I believe will be an advantage, because it is blind doesn't matter, he just fires off the side of the ship. <laughs> Damn it, Crux. He's still, he's still a bit hungover. It, it, he's not having a great day. He's trying, though, and we appreciate it. Uh, Gleeblax. My turn! Right, um, well, first of all, I'm gonna try and smack the overloading shit out of him. You are at advantage, because he is blind. Blind! Oh, that was nearly a 20. Oh, God. <laughs> that was so close. Uh, so I'm going to assume a 23 will hit the 19 R plus a, he has. A 23 will hit. Magical! Oh, that went on a journey. What? That was a um, roller coaster, that was. 
And then I'm going to attack him again with the stuff. He's getting closer. Getting closer. I'm going to normal hit that one. Oh! (laughs) Full damage. Nice. Beautiful. Uh. And then I'm I'm going to I'm I'm going I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna flurry of bros. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, gonna flurry, I'm gonna flurry of bros. So two more snacky boos. One. And I can can I stack a staggering strike with a flurry of blows? Yeah. Because it's just as long as I hit him. Yes, uh, yeah, as, as, yeah. As long as you hit him, it's not an action to do it. So mm, I have to decide before I roll, don't I? With stunning strikes. No, yeah. it's when I hit. So, yeah, so no, screw it's it. When you hit another key, another key point. That was a stunning strike. He has to roll a con save. Uh, he rolls a. Eight. Uh, you need fifteen, so he's stunned. <laughs> um, and then my last flurry of bros. Uh, so twenty-six. So he gets a little bit of the old damage. Not much, but still something. Uh, you also need to roll the damage for the first flurry of blows. I <laughs> I mean, you can not if you want to. It's up to you. Oh, I'm not going to not do that, John. I want to kill this person. <laughs> oh. Uh, so it, the, the bloody rolly thing disappears, so I've got to do it manually. Uh, so 1d6 plus 5. Uh, how do you want to do this? <laughs> hey! I of oh, the stunning strike was worthless. <laughs> I mean, technically, actually, the sun, stunning strike was what took him out. Oh, right, that's right. So, yeah, I just just uh, smack him once over the head with my staff, then backhand him around the head with his staff, and then I just want to just like drop the staff as it's falling to the floor, grab his head, and just cave his head in with my knee. <laughs> this you and do. Just, Graphic. And then just before the staff hits the floor, I just put my hand out and grab it. <laughs> this you do, and he, he just sort of collapses to the ground. The front of the head missing now, and leaking on the deck. And on the deck. <sighs> I assume his golem is no longer viable as well. Just drops like, I just had that folly! (laughs) Dayduck, you can assume that if you wish. Okay, well, we will not assume that. I'm going to move over here, so I got a clear line of sight. And I am going to longbow his ass. Insert arrows into him. You f- fuck. That I said it's seven arrows in the <laughs> Let's try that again. Oh my god. Oh, well, okay. no, no, that just hits. Okay, 
Thank God. The All first right. one, All much right. like much like the previous round, you fire the arrow and he just spins the trident round and snaps it out of the air. The second time, it just sneaks through the trident's prongs and hits into him. Take that. 14 plus my swarm. So 21 damage. It's no, 19 damage. I can't do uh, 19, math. yeah. <laughs> and that'll be my turn. Yeah, uh, 36 damage. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> Lady Delilah turns around, comes over with the, the great axe. Swings it twice and just manages to hit again. Jeez, this is round two, the same as round one. Uh, it is your turn. Hi-Fi Dude has highlighted their message to say, I wish for a group of skeletons to throw rocks at Glee Blacks then a skeleton paladin with a great axe to throw a boulder at Gleeblax. How Damn. does Gleeblax feel about this? Gleeblax does not care. Or Gleeblax is eternal. And Gleeblax is He would, just absorb. <laughs> he would yeah. just absorb the rocks. <laughs> he would, wouldn't he? He would draw facial he, features he, in with them in his head. There is a point. He did say throw rocks at me. Yeah. yeah. I will just grab them and throw them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He's not going down that easily. Uh, Zek, the creature, spins its trident round and is going to attempt to attack you with it. Does a 16 hit your armor class? Oh, 16 is my armor class. Bad times. So yes, it does hit me. That is 12 points of damage. Are you going to let me click this again? No. Hello? If you have your no. token selected, it will. Ooh. Do you have your token selected? Uh... I just selected it. Apply damage. Beautiful. Cheeky, cheeky old select. Um, oh, also, Lady D started a turn in my healing spirit. Yes, they did. Um, so that'll be another one of those. Do I have to click the roll thing again? Because it's going to take my... Uh, you can tick um, off that it will tick down a spell slot. It says are you already concentrating it will end your concentration so it's trying to set off another spell ignore that okay consume spell no uh cast spell wow did that do it yeah healing normal <laughs> yeah that makes all the difference woo Every little <laughs> helps. But I'll apply it as healing to Lady D. Yay! That's going to be the one hit point she needs to stay standing. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Fiora. Yay, Swiss cheese time. 
Advantage. That'll hit. Yay. Thank God for that advantage. Yep. <laughs> that would have been embarrassing. And this time you do get your sneak attack. I do, don't I? Yes. Uh, if I can get it. Get it. Get it. Distant additional swish cheesage. Oh. That does not swish cheese, I'm afraid. Shame. You pull your soul back and there is some cheese on the end, but not, nothing of <laughs> Ah, interesting. <laughs> Zach. Well. Well, well. Um. Well. You know what I've not done yet? I don't think I've hit anyone with my, with my hand axe yet. That so, seems a possibility. You know, while we're in a day for new things, I'm going to attempt to hit him with my hand axe. Why not? Um, attack, and I'm at advantage. Yes. Uh, yes. That just misses, I'm afraid. Boo! Boo, I say boo! <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh. It will be your turn next. And can I move Healing Spirit? When do I get to move I that? believe that's an... As a bonus, bonus action, action on your turn, you can move Spirit up to 30 feet, space you can see. How does one do the Where moving? would you like it? Uh, above Lady D again. <clears throat> the Spirit moves over. Uh, and then it is Crux's turn, and Crux moves to here, pulls out the musket, fires. Fires a second time. Both, both shots do not find their target. Gleeblax. Gleeblax charges forward. Fucking dives under this guy's legs. <laughs> Stands back up and proceeds to beat the shit out of him. Okay. Uh, at least attempts to. Um. Attack! What has. <laughs> That'll hit. <laughs> How would you like to do this? Hey. Uh, I I want <laughs> I want to slide under, and then as I'm standing up, I just bring the staff. <laughs> So hard between his legs. Okay. I like it. That it somehow kills. <laughs> you run over, you slide through Lady Delilah's legs, you slide through his legs, you bring the quarterstaff up, and there is a wooden crunching sound as it strikes 
between his legs and just there's a there's a strange springing prunk sound and his head just pops up slightly and the strange creature just collapses to the ground like a like a marionette puppet that strings have been cut I imagine his head popping up as like Rock'em Sock'em Robots exactly that sort of thing yes (laughs) Um, and at this point the strange jellyfish like creature that it uh, that, that appears to be his spell jamming vessel the tentacles aim round at the second wind and I need a saving throw from someone I found a better gift for what I was trying to go for there <laughs> what kind of saving throw I need somebody who's not one of you guys to make a saving throw oh I need to remember what type of creature Philadra is and have them make a saving throw. Ah, uh, fair. They are a bean. They're entirely made of beans. They might be a bean. They're a human being. (laughs) Ah, you are one of them. One of those? She's a one One of of those. those. And that means I also need to remember what this saving throw is. Uh, It is a... Charisma saving throw. Charisma. Well, that's not a D12. Oh. It should be a D20. It's all going to pots. That's a bad number. Oh, dear. Oh, uh, no. I need to roll... This pile of damage done. <laughs> this many dice. See? <laughs> Jesus Christ. You hear a scream from downstairs. Yeah. And yeah. an explosion. <laughs> <laughs> And the yeah. the second wind sort of starts to drift slowly as the aesthetic, the jellyfish, just starts swimming away from the ship. Okay. 
and then I just need to turn to the bit of text I need to read now. Which is on Once upon one. a time. You've won a victory, but at what cost? You are presently stranded on a ship without a functional spelljamming helm. Adrift in the vast ocean of wild space. Oh. You head downstairs and you find the charred corpse of Faladra and the spell jamming helm. Like, normally the helm lights up. Mm -hmm. This has maybe a light that is flickering on it, sparks raining out of places, steam rising off of both the helm and Faladra, who is... uh, has seen better days. And by that I mean days when they were still alive. Mm-hmm. Crux, who has followed you downstairs, looks over the scene, pulls out a pipe. Settle in, everyone. We could be here a while. I'm just trying to see if I've got anything. It's no use, we're going to have to eat the Hadozi. Don't we have rations? (laughs) We do have rations. Blue black, however. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should have enough rations to last and the air. Oh, no, there's no use. We're going to have to. We have no choice. <laughs> Would you please not eat please my not. crew? You shouldn't have questioned my fashions. <laughs> <laughs> Would you please at least not eat the still-living members of my crew? <laughs> you, can't, you can't see it because he has no eyes. But he eyes the claw. John, can I use up my last four... I assume Lady D is still struggling health-wise. Uh, they aren't at full at the moment, yeah. Well, while I've got my last four, should I give them to Lady D? Yeah. It's just 4d6, isn't it? Because it's just a d6 each time? Yeah. There you go. Saves them going to waste. That nearly brings Lady D back to full. Full. Let's go. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see whether there's any, like, obviously, we're going to be here a while. I can shift spells on long rests, can't I, from memory? Yes. Just now having a look through to see whether there's anything um, that would be worth changing to. Oh, yeah, I forget I have uh, the uh, Goodberry. So I can create food. 
I can also create. It's not you. You're gonna have to eat nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if needs be, I can create. No, it's all right. You can eat the corpses. It's fine. <laughs> I'm I'm just going to continue talking around you. <laughs> um, I don't know whether it's of any any use, but I also have Jennifer pose, so I could potentially protect our deceased for a while. It would be appreciated. Okay, dokie. In which case, I shall do that. Just so it's in trap. You touch uh, Valadra and <clears throat> magic ripples across her form. There's not much else I can do for the moment, but... Uh, after we've had a long rest, then I'll... Uh, at least there's some things I could possibly do. The ship slowly just sort of drifts in space. An hour passes. Is there anything any of you wish to do in this hour? Uh, you never know. No, I'm good. Lee Blacks. <laughs> Lee Blacks is cloaking. The, the corpse with the stick with his quarter stuff. Oh my gosh. I mean, we've got different card games to play, right? Cards Against Humanity? That, that would be a start. <laughs> Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> bloop. 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 About an hour passes. Mm -hmm. And you see... Thank you for following the channel. Uh, thank you for joining the FBF party. Chris Hansen 69 underscore. Welcome nice. to the final boss fight party. Take up your sword and let's take this final boss fight on together. You see a pod of uh, Kindori, which are space whales. Okay. Um, Can I speak to them? They're about a hundred feet away from the ship at the moment. I've got a hundred and twenty telepathic distance. Haven't I? You do. And I could cast speak with animals. <laughs> you can. But you don't even need to because I believe your telepathy just works on people. Yes. These aren't people. I I will double check the Thracreen telepathy one moment. I know, I know the Thracreen telepathy is special, but 
I believe they don't need to even understand a language. A contacted creature doesn't need to share a language that you under with you to understand your thoughts, but it must be able to understand. Ah, it does need to understand a language. Okay, so do they count? Let me double check. Do they understand a language? No. So I would need to speak with animals. Uh, they are also not they an are. animal. Oh, John. <laughs> uh, I will, however, allow you to roll an animal handling check to attempt to coax them closer. Coax them closer so that we can kill them and harvest their meat. <laughs> uh, can I do that? Because I'm pretty sure I'm proficient at animal handling. Yes. Do you have some way to uh, call it over to you? Mm, uh, I don't think so. Zektar can make one to to summon them over, and then when they yeah. get close, you can use yours to help with this. Okay. So with proficiency... Do I get advantage, or how does how does proficiency work? Again? Proficiency just means you have a proficiency bonus that you that gets oh, added okay. to the dice roll when you make the dice roll. Gotcha. So, so if I do a normal animal handling, yeah. Yes. No. Uh, you somehow managed to insult its mother. <laughs> it's upset by my multiple arms. What can I say? The Kindori, one of them sort of glances over at you. And then it continues to swim on with the rest of the pod. You do notice that uh, they don't have a mouth. No mouth? No mouth. Okay. Yeah, they must scream. Uh, but you do see that, like, lining the sides of the creature are multiple eyes. Ooh. Um, and you can see that they are... The eyes are flashing, and, and there seems to be some sort of... Uh, almost Morse code that they are using to communicate amongst themselves. Um, so if they're using Morse code, it's like tapping, right? Kind of clicks and taps. Yes. Is there any way to try and get a handle of what they're saying? They aren't speaking a language that you can understand. It's it's not a language in that sense. Can it's I... sort of animal communication. Or... Can I start... Oh, can I wait? 
Druid craft, can I make? Oh no, it's a tiny sensory effect. Um, I was gonna say, if I could make a bigger sound. Can I, um, if they're tapping, if, they're, if their sound sort of sounds like they a knocking aren't or banging. sounds, because they are in space, they are flashing lights. Oh, uh, okay. In which case, then, does Druidcraft have any flashing on it? Uh, nope, that predicts the weather. Flower blossom. Falling leaves, puff of wind, sound of small animal, faint odour. Oh, I can instantly light or snuff out a candle or a torch or a small campfire. Um, did anyone have a hooded lantern? I can't remember. <laughs> I do not. No, I got a torch. Lady D has a uh, tinderbox and a torch. Uh, Zek is just going to. Um hold up fabric and have a she's got a torch put a torch behind it and she's going to lift the flame or like move the fabric in and out from in front of the flame to create a flashing to see if that's enough to get them to kind of pay any kind of attention you start flashing a light and they start heading over towards your ship Beautiful. They they start coming to investigate. Okay, so can I now do my animal handling check since they are coming over to investigate to see if we can get them to do something to help us? Maybe you think as as they are approaching, you think you you could potentially uh, if you have rope lasso them uh do i have rope hold on i think i do i do have rope i've got 50 feet of rope so now the question becomes <laughs> how do we get them to go where we want <laughs> You can make an animal handling check to do that. Oh, okay. What can do you, what I do you... assist for an advantage, John? Yes, you can. Oh, that'd uh, be a roll an advantage. Okay. To start with, Lady D will sort of tie a lasso in one of the ropes and start swinging it and gets ready to lasso them. Okay. So I'm going to roll my animal handling at advantage. Lady D is going to lasso them. 23. Uh, let me see if I can... Ooh. 23. <laughs> okay. Lady D swings the rope around and lets it fly and the lasso closes around the tail of the Kandori. 
and she grips tightly to the rope and like finds a space at the front of the the spell jammer, the second wind, to tie the rope on. And as you sort of the the creature starts to get a little bit upset by the rope suddenly lashing it to the ship. But you run up and you you stroke it and you calm it and you sort of climb onto the back of the whale and start calming it. And it reacts and it calms and you instruct it where to go. And it starts to... You, you sort of sail on the back of the Kandori as it starts pulling the ship and the ship lurches and follows the Kindori. Do it's... I do I know where we are going or I guess because of uh, General Crux? Crux, Commodore Crux will inform Commodore you of Crux. where to set where, where to sail. Okay. Um, it's slow it is slower than the ship would normally go and you sail for a total of five more hours okay is there anything you wish to discuss in these five hours while Thadark rides the, the space whale? That just sounds like a euphemism <laughs> of some kind. <laughs> Surfs on the back of the space whale. Uh, Zek will be sat towards the front, just keeping an eye on Thadark's progress. Okay. Obviously, she can communicate with him from that sort of distance easily as well, so. She's just keeping an eye. I feel, I don't feel, I don't feel, I don't feel we blacks would do much of anything. Because he was hopeful that we'd harvest it for food. But we're not gonna. <laughs> so he is sad. Just gonna be like sitting in the corner looking sorry for himself. Just just staring at the Kidori with a bib on. Extruded <laughs> <laughs> two arms. You just trying to like motivate them, them to go faster. Yeah. Like go faster, I'll eat you. Yeah. Does yes, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do intimidation check. I'm going to stand behind it with a bib on, holding a microphone. Does Fiora want to do anything in this time? Uh, nothing of note that I can think of. Yeah, I think she just hangs around and... At a, ran a random point about two hours into the trip, uh, Fiora 
the Hadazi uh, flinch. You just sort of suddenly notice them behind you with a tape measure. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Hello. <laughs> Except she wouldn't say Jesus because this isn't a woman. <laughs> but, you know. Just taking oh, some measurements. Care to ask first next time? Ah, yes, this the uh, ship doesn't normally mind. Yes, sorry. Uh, do you mind if I take some measurements? What for? Your coffin. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm also the undertaker. <laughs> I have some spare fabrics, and uh, I was interested in sewing something other than sails for a change. If it makes you have something to do with your time, then I suppose why not? Uh, with with your agreement, he takes extensive measurements. Uh, and then disappears for a while. Well, <laughs> interesting. About six hours since the since the end of the fight <laughs> the fins of the ship suddenly start moving again the ship suddenly straightens up a bit where it was being dragged on the rope it suddenly starts to right itself you hear sort of a hum kick in from from uh, below the decks that's been oddly absent for the last several hours. Uh, right. Flinch appears on the deck. Uh, the, uh, the, the, the helm, it's lit up again. Can, can anyone hear Spell Jam? That would be me. I will pop up, go and have a look. I've cleaned the just... seat. Thank you. I've cleaned the previous occupant off the seat. <laughs> Did we just do the space equivalent of pushing a t pushing a car till it starts? <laughs> yeah, we just jump started this thing. <laughs> you head downstairs and you see sort of the damage to the the helm has sort of repaired itself. The lights are bright again. The sparks are no longer sparking and flying out from from the machinery. Uh, you you sit down in the chair and and your vision extends through the ship. Your your consciousness and awareness extend through the ship as is per usual for spell jamming yeah. vessels and. You inform uh, Thaydark, or somebody informs Thaydark that he can get back on the ship uh, and leave the Kindori to their migration. Or you yeah, can, I will do that. Or you can leave him on the the space whale and he can go where he wants to. But uh... <laughs> adventure. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> I just Thaydark just looks back and the ship's gone. Just like what? What the fuck, guys? Yeah. <laughs> Dark, you know, Are we forgetting Seb something? <laughs> Sebastian and Falcoring it up against the galaxy. 
but before getting off of the uh, the space whale, I'll just kind of like you know give it a pat and just kind of give it some reassurance that you know good job, thank you a for good everything, boy. all yeah. the all that good stuff that you know animal lovers would do. It uh, disappears. It flies off into wild space to join the rest of its pod, who had been following you from a bit of a distance. Um, and and they sort of go their way. That is clearly very much they have they have gone out of their way because you have uh, kidnapped one of them, <laughs> borrowed <laughs> yeah. one. <laughs> um, another couple of hours pass as, as you fly through wild space. Wild space. This time under mm-hmm. full spell jammer uh, control power and speed. Yep. And eventually you feel the vessel slow <laughs> again. And you see a crooked tower perched atop a small asteroid, surrounded by a cloud of twinkling cosmic dust. Through his spyglass, Crux examines the rocks, uh, the rock upon which the tower stands, and the decrepit wooden pier that juts from one side of it. Closing the spyglass, he looks over to uh, the Hadose. Mr. Flinch, ready the jolly boat. And Mr. Flinch heads to the side of... uh, heads to the side of the second wind, and you can see a small... uh, a small jolly boat, a a rowboat, effectively a rowboat, Mm -hmm. uh, moored one to either side of the ship. Um... He starts preparing, uh, preparing the jolly and, and getting some oars ready. And Crux looks to you and gestures to the. Uh, Let us go meet Topola. And with that, he sort of strides to the front of the uh, jolly boat, puts one foot up on the front, and and just sort of takes a heroic stance at the front of the ship. Uh, Is there any issue, like, the ship will be fine where it is without a... The ship will just... Yeah, the ship will just stay here. uh, Okay. Then yeah, in which case Zach will follow. Um, although as they go, um, she will ask about the downed crewmate and what's best to do with regards to that. When we get the chance, we should return her body to uh, the Rock of Brawl for passing on to family and next of kin. Okay. It's a dangerous life out here. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so Zach will hop on 
Hop on the little boat. Bay Dark will as well. Yep. As you all get on the boat, Mr. Flinch starts rowing the jolly boat over. And you can see this is a, a, a weird smaller vessel than than a full Spelljammer ship. Uh, whereas the Spelljammers have the Spelljamming helm, uh, the Jolly does rely on somebody rowing it with oars to move it through space. Uh, ah, yes, the space oars. That's a fun Im- image, not gonna lie. Mr. Mr. Flinch or Crux will inform you all that basically they are used when uh, two ships get close enough or two uh, two bodies get close enough that the air envelope overlaps and the gravity plane overlaps they can move between them without needing uh, full docking depending on whether that's because of the size of the ship compared to the docking space available Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or, you know, basically, if you can't get your ship close enough, this is how you get from your ship to the dock. Yeah. Um. And I think as as you pull up to the small wooden jetty, uh, that's the perfect place to end this session, and we will be back next time. Uh, in two weeks' time, with living on the edge. Hey. Uh, which yes two weeks time we'll be back with the next episode we'll end here Um, thanks for listening meat sacks please consider leaving us a review it really helps us and might bring more listeners to our adventures we also have a discord if you want to come in and say hi and we do a lot of other game streams that don't work in audio only format Head to www.finalbossfight.co.uk for all the details. Now be sure to come back or I'll hunt you down like the dogs you are.